Greetings to everyone. The name of this audio recording is Patience, the State of Endurance Under Difficult Circumstances. Being patient has never been easy for me. Since I was a little girl, my mother tried to teach me the value of patience, whether it was waiting for her to take me someplace, waiting for a particular toy that I liked, or waiting sometimes over an hour in the grocery store while she shopped for food. But even to this day, now that I am a 33-year-old woman, I still struggle with being patient. Let's just say it's not a part of my personality, and I don't think I'm alone. In fact, I know I'm not. The world today is all about immediate gratification, and everyone is in such a hurry. But the older I get, the more I learn that being patient is essential on your Christian journey to salvation. Now, patience is the state of endurance under difficult circumstances. Even more, it is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering, all the while maintaining your faith and obedience in God. We have to wait on the Lord, and not everything is in our control. Bad things happen that we can't prevent. We lose something or someone. We cry and our heart aches. We get tired of the sin in this world. We just want the bad days to end and end quickly so that we can have peace of mind and be happy. But through every loss, every teardrop, every heartache, and every trial, we have to be patient and wait on the will of God, never wavering in our faith, always seeking to obey the Lord with all our heart, mind, and strength. Now in the scripture, Romans 5, verses 3 to 5, it states, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. What stands out in this scripture is that through our difficulties in life, we learn to be patient in God, and this patience gives us life experience, both from a common standpoint and more importantly, spiritually. So when we are faced with another tribulation, we know from our past experience, we will get through it. We will overcome if we remain patient because we know that God is with us and he loves us as he showed when he died on the cross and continues to show us daily. Another scripture is in Psalms 27 verses 13 to 14, which states, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Now, this scripture does not specifically state the word patience, but you can see that it is still conveying the importance of this virtue through the phrase, wait on the Lord. Now, when talking about patience, another important and often interchangeable term in the Bible is that of long-suffering. That is, to patiently endure trials, offenses, or hardships for an extensive period of time. This is found in Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23, which states, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. 
These fruits of the Spirit are simply characteristics the Holy Spirit teaches us to possess each day in order to be more like our Savior, who is indeed long-suffering toward His children. How so? Each of us have sinned, but He did not immediately destroy us. No, instead He died for our sins and gave us grace, which is a period of time to seek for forgiveness and to obey Him. And on this course, to salvation we have made mistakes and have fallen off track. The sins we commit are offenses unto the Lord, which he endures for a time period, waiting for his children to return to him. So we can see that Christ is patient and long-suffering. Who else in the Bible demonstrates the traits of being patient and long-suffering? Jacob is a good example of one who is patient and long-suffering. After he had received the birthright and firstborn blessing from Esau, he had to escape to the land of Haran for his eldest brother intended to kill him. But before he left, his father Isaac gave him strict instructions to take a wife of the daughters of Laban, who was Rebekah's brother. So Jacob goes on his journey and finally meets Laban, who welcomes him with open arms. After a month's time, Laban wanted to determine what Jacob's wages should be in exchange for his labor. As you might remember, Laban had two daughters, Leah and Rachel, with Leah being the oldest and Rachel the youngest. Not only was Rachel the youngest, but she was very beautiful and Jacob loved her greatly. Jacob said that he would work seven years for Laban in exchange for Rachel's hand in marriage. Now, when seven years had expired, it was time for Jacob to have Rachel as his wife. But Laban was very greedy and deceitful, and instead gave him Leah. It was not until the next morning, after he had consummated his marriage, that Jacob realized he was given Leah instead of Rachel. So when Jacob confronted Laban about this, Laban stated that it was not customary for the youngest daughter to be given in marriage before the eldest, and thus, Jacob worked an additional seven years to have Rachel's hand in marriage, so it took a total of 14 years of labor before Jacob, Jacob could finally marry the woman he loved, which was Rachel. But did you know that Jacob worked an additional six years for Laban? Jacob was a child of God, therefore he exhibited qualities of his father Jesus. With great patience and long-suffering, he worked 20 years for Laban, who was both deceitful and greedy. He was tricked into marrying Leah, and his wages were changed 10 times. Jacob could have thrown in the towel and decided not to marry Rachel after all. He could have taken vengeance on Laban, such as destroying his father-in-law's property, cattle, or even causing him bodily harm. Some might say he would be justified in doing this, but that is not so. Instead, he continued to work for Laban, who was a bad employer, never losing his spiritual integrity, remaining faithful and obedient to God. And he left Laban in God's hands. God did not forget Jacob during his trials and tribulations. While Jacob continued to care for Laban's flock, he requested to take the worst of the cattle for himself, including the spotted and speckled cattle and goats, as well as the brown sheep. God blessed Jacob, and his cattle and servants began to increase greatly. Laban became angry and accused Jacob of stealing. Even Laban's behavior toward him changed. Thus, Jacob thought it was best for his wives, children, servants, and flocks to free, flee from Laban. 
Three days later, Laban found out that Jacob took his family and cattle and left his house. He also discovered that his idols were gone, which Rachel had stolen. He began to pursue after Jacob for seven days. But God warned Laban in a dream that he should be cautious as to how he approached and talked to Jacob. Let's see what Jacob said when Laban approached him and accused him of stealing his idols. This is in Genesis 31, 38 to 42, which states, This twenty years have I been with thee, thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee, I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was in the day, the draught consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands, and Beauty yesternight. In this current day, we will not face the exact situation Jacob did, but you may have experienced the following scenarios in your life. One, you might be a single person hoping to marry one day, but you want the Lord's guidance as far as selecting the right person. You may not meet someone right away and you remain in prayer. Your patience is being tried. Or maybe you have lost a job. You are unemployed and bills need to be paid. And you have gone on interview after interview. You have prayed about it, but still no job. Your patience is being tried. It takes several miscarriages before you or your spouse is able to become pregnant. Your patience is being tried. Each of these scenarios will cause you emotionally emotional distress and rightfully so. But even through these trials, we must realize that God has not forgotten us. He answers our prayers according to his will and at the time he deems as good. Oftentimes, we would like our prayers to be answered right away. We don't want to wait, but the truth is, you have to wait on the Lord. And by learning to be patient and long-suffering, you draw closer to that light at the end of the tunnel where we will gain the glory of immortality and be ever joyful in God. Amen.